I find it rather interesting that in a gospel like this, that begins with the reaction of the people as the people were astonished at his teaching, the only words that Jesus speaks today from the gospel, Mark chapter 1, uh, verses 21 to 28, only a couple of words, quiet, come out of him. And it's interesting that from the beginning, it sort of draws attention to his teaching and that authority, but it doesn't go into any specifics about what the teaching was. Just the fact that he himself has that authority, has that ability to give the teaching, and the people are astonished. And of course, they see right away that his words are effective in the way that that unclean spirit, that demon, cries out. And I would say this is so helpful for us, especially right now in an age that is so overwhelmed by noise all the time. I mean, I'll say it's, you know, you know, I like Christmas movies a lot, and we're not supposed to like him, and yet the way that the Grinch reacts in the beginning of the movie, when he's like, you know, noise, 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 yeah, I mean, eventually it does get kind of crazy, you know, when all the time, even like throughout the night, our phones are dinging, and, you know, there's more information about this, that, and the other thing, and, you know, especially as, you know, sources of information coming to us, it's like, what's true, what's not, you know, who do we believe, what's going on, all of this stuff all of the time, and then in the middle of that, to reflect on this man who comes up, you know, here Jesus is in the midst of teaching in the synagogue, and there was a man in the midst of the synagogue who cries out, yelling, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? And I think that question is an important one to sort of reflect on as we think about this, because from the very beginning, the devil has tried to insert a wedge between us and our Heavenly Father. I mean, think about what he asked Eve in the garden. Did God really say that you can't eat from any of the trees in the garden? You know, right away, I mean, he knows it's false, right? And yet, to throw that out there, to throw out those seeds of discontent, of distrust, right away, have you come to destroy us? Jesus is there teaching with authority, and even to see the way that the demon sort of, you know, changes from whose perspective he's speaking. What have you to do with us? Have you come to destroy us? And then he switches over to, I know who you are. It's an interesting, subtle kind of move there. That, you know, it's like he goes from kind of speaking for everybody. Have you come to destroy us? I'm the one you should listen to. And as we go about our day-to-day life, there's so many sources out there that are vying for our attention, that are trying to get us to listen to them so they can tell us how terrible everything is, so they can tell us you know, how bad life is all around. But it's incredible to me that the way that our Lord, the one who has authority, who's not like the scribes, responds is quiet when you think about that. And actually, that's the reason why you may have noticed as you pulled in today. That's why it says that on the sign. I hope people are impressed with how, uh, how, many, many, how many words we were able to use this week. Plus, we had to create the exclamation point because I don't think those were there for the sign itself. So tell Jim Brinsfield way to go. His creativity knows no bounds because, you know, electrical tape. It's not the easiest thing to work with artistically. Now we have an exclamation point. But when you think about this, you know, quiet. It's so important in our day-to-day lives that we obey that commandment. 
that we listen to our Lord, that we stop and we're quiet. And I think some of the key ways to do that, and I know I've probably said this a million times, but we've got to shut off the devices. We've got to make sure that we're making a space to listen to him to make sure that we're taking time aside every day to recognize the fact that he created all of this and saw that it was very good, that he didn't do that to tell us, you can't eat from any of the trees in the garden. No, he wants us to be free. He wants us to be in relationship with him. I think it's so important for us to recognize, I mean, even looking at the responsorial psalm today, if today you hear his voice, Harden not your hearts. This is the psalm that we priests and religious pray at the beginning of every single day. And it's interesting that we have to do that. And I'm grateful to God and the wisdom of the church that we do have to. Because you would think that as a priest or religious, someone who is every day going to Mass, every day praying Liturgy of the Hours, every day praying the Rosary, we wouldn't be in danger of having our hearts hardened. What does it matter if we take a day off? We can't. I mean, the fact of the matter is, is how quickly we can fall right back into thinking, you know, what have you come to do? Have you come to destroy us? How quickly we think that God has come to impose on our freedom, has come to, you know, somehow keep us down or tear us apart. But no, ultimately our Lord is here to, as the song said at the beginning today, lead us into freedom. That freedom not to just do whatever we want, because we know. It's like when we just sort of give in to our own sort of whims and passions, it's not like that leads towards ultimate fulfillment and happiness. It's staying with him. It's loving him. And I think the way that we build up the culture around us, so to speak, I mean, look around your home. What are the things in your house pointing you towards? I mean, is it all screens everywhere all the time with, you know, like the running headlines at the bottom always to remind us how terrible everything is? Or do you have up those signs that point towards the fact that God loves us and has shown that love so fully in dying for us on the cross? That's why we have that ancient custom of having up crucifixes in every room of the house. Do you have up pictures of our blessed mother and the saints that show us the fact that Look, other people have been able to live in this world even if not being of it and to see that fact that we can continue on in his love. Do you have some holy water around that reminds you of your baptism, that you've died with him in baptism and will rise with him to eternal life? It's important that we have those sort of things around us to quiet us from all the noise, noise, noise all the time that remind us that he has not come to destroy us. And I'll tell you, it's a beautiful kind of providential thing that this begins today, Catholic Schools Week. I mean, what we have over here, the biggest ministry of our parish is our Catholic school in which we have this place that is trying to instill in our young people all the time that God loves us, that he's come to give us himself, that he's here to lead us into freedom. I read this great article yesterday that talked about the fact that what we need to teach our young people is that their ultimate goal is heaven. That's what we do in faith formation. That's what we need to do in our homes. That's what we are striving for all the time to help them to remember that they are called to be, Diego what? What are you called to be? Saints. He graduated last year, so he's got it down. I didn't want to ask someone who's currently in the school, but yes, we're called to be saints. And we recognize that. This is the great line in the article yesterday. If we realize that our end goal is heaven, 
then we can convert Harvard. That was really good. And it's true. We want to help our young people to do really well academically, of course. That's not the end game. That's not where it's all finished. It's ultimately finding that love and that quiet in him. He who leads us into peace. He who leads us into that full integration that he has created us for. And of course, the devil is going to tell us all the time, you come to destroy us. You can't stop your day-to-day work and pray the Angelus. I mean, have you ever tried to do that? You know, just stopping in the middle of the day to pray? And it's funny because we have those temptations, and I'm guilty of them all the time. We stop at 12.10 every day and pray the Angelus in the school. And there are times where I'm in the middle of something. It's like, ah, i got to go do this. But every time, thanks be to God that I do. Because it's that recognition that God has entered into all of this with us. That no, he's not come to destroy us. He's come to save us from the chaos and the just craziness of this world. Of what the devil does. And you look at this. When Jesus says, come out of him, what does the devil do? He convulsed him. Which the word in Greek has the sense of like tries to tear him apart. And screams out with a loud voice. We know That when we do get called out of sinful behavior, heck, when we get called out of bad habits, Lent is right around the corner. Uh, Ash Wednesday is February 17th. And have you ever tried to give up coffee? You know, like you have like a headache for how many days? You know, it's crazy. Like when we try to let something go, and of course coffee is not a bad thing. You can misuse it and all that. But when we try to let those things go, we can be convulsed. It can be difficult. It's hard to get over that hump. But... We're free of those chains that hold us back. We're free of the devil whispering in our ear, he's just here to destroy you. When we overcome that and go to him who has authority, who's created us, who loves us, who wants us to be with him forever, it's in him we call, we find what we're ultimately called to. The fact of the matter is we're called to become saints. And if we're quiet each day, if we take that time to go to him, if we make that sacrifice of stepping aside and listening to him, yes, at first the devil may try to convulse us and shake us and remind us how difficult it will be, but in the end, what we find is the fact that even in the craziness of this time, our Lord is still here. He still can call out over those turbulent waters, quiet, and they will respond. Our Lord is with us, and it's so important for us to never forget that fact. Ask him for the grace that each and every day you look to those countless signs that he shows us all around that he is with us, that he's laid down his life for us, that he has not come to destroy us, but he is the teacher who comes, who teaches with that great authority, who calls us to that peace and freedom with him forever. As we tell him amen today at communion, let's ask him for that grace to embrace him in our heart, to find that quiet place, to know him, to know his peace, and to share that peace with those whom we encounter. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.